listening to Vet Candy. Hey all, this is Dr. Jill Lopez. You may know me as the founder of Vet Candy, but do you know why I started Vet Candy? Simply put, it's because of people like you. I love that in our profession, there's always somebody new to meet. I'm really passionate about meeting new people and sharing their stories. And I consider myself fortunate to work in a field that is full of the coolest people on the planet. And that's why I created 21 Questions, to share their stories. With 21 Questions, we take a deep dive into interesting stories and topics. We talk with others in a free-formed, wide-open, relaxed conversation to not only have some laughs, but maybe to inspire some people along the way. Are you ready to get started? I am. Let's go. To heal, inspire, and educate. These are just three of the many goals Dr. Megan Barrett has. As an integrative veterinarian, she is on a mission to provide a balanced approach of both science-based medical practice and the art of healing. For this University of Hawaii and Colorado State grad, making animals feel better includes things like acupuncture, rehabilitation, body work, real food, and so much more. I am thrilled to speak to Dr. Megan today. She's so exciting. She's going to tell us about Hawaii and how she grew up in Hawaii and all kinds of really cool stuff on 21 Questions with Vet Candy. Welcome to the show, Dr. Megan. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you on the show. And the funny thing is, is we have like one question on this, which I'm going to have to X off because you're already living there, (laughs) which is where's your fantasy place to live? And it's Hawaii, right? And you're living there. So you can't have to ask you a different question. Yeah, it it is the the best place to live, I think. I mean, how do you even go to work knowing it's like such a pretty day? Like when it's a pretty day, I'll I'll like make my schedule look like I'm busy. So no one will give like give me an appointment. And um, and then I just goof off. But we don't have that many great days in Connecticut. And every day is like a beautiful day in Hawaii, right? Most days, the temperature is always nice, but it does get rainy. Oh, but you have like that beautiful rain. It's like Evian spraying your face rain. (laughs) It's not like in rainbows. Yeah, poor thing. Poor thing. So cool. Like I got to know you on your Instagram channel and I love where you do like you make homemade cat food. And I love it. I try to make it for my cat and I messed it up though. <laughs> she wouldn't eat it. I think I, I forget what I did to it, but it was because I, I didn't have the right ingredients and I'd substituted it and it didn't work out. But um, it looks so good. It looks just like cat food, like regular cat food, but healthy and it's not processed. Yeah, we have to make it delicious or they won't eat it. That's for sure. Yeah, my cat's like, she's funny. I mean, she's always hungry and stuff and she would have eaten it, but I forgot what I did. It was something... Like, it was really bad what I did. And I was like, she probably won't notice, but she noticed. (laughs) But next time I'm going to have to do it, I'm going to have to do it step by step to make sure she gets it. So are you like super healthy too, or just your pets are super healthy? Do you eat really healthy? I do now. It's been an evolution over my life, but um, definitely grew up eating tons of junk food. And, you know, eating junk food makes me feel bad now. So I don't eat it. I don't drink alcohol. I just, um, you know, try to be healthy and uh, feel good. That's my goal. So now when I was in Hawaii, I did notice that everyone was eating spam, like the spam sushi. Do you not eat spam sushi anymore? I don't eat spam anymore. No. 
Is this a big thing down there? I don't know why, but it was. Yeah, I used to get it at the 7-Eleven on the way to the University of Hawaii. I had I had an internship in Manoa, and the gas station had, every place has sushi. It was crazy, and it was really good, but the Spam one was... <laughs> yeah, it's the, the Hawaiian sandwich. Yeah, and it's always sold out. Like, I had to get up early just to get one, because it would always be sold out. So cool. So, and then your book, when did your book come out? My book just came out two weeks ago. And um, it's available on Amazon. It's about, uh, it's basically a pet cookbook. I've had so many clients over the past several years that want to cook for their pets and I want to help them, but it's just hard, you know, in a busy clinic to impart all the knowledge on someone and everyone's coming from a different, you know, point of reference with like their knowledge of nutrition, their interest in nutrition, and then, you know, what their budget and their mindset around all that. So in the end, I started kind of writing like a pamphlet for my clients and then it's expanded over the past few years into this book just so that I can give someone like a complete resource that's my own ideas. I was always referring people to different websites and stuff and I'm like, I should just have my own so that it's all. Yeah, you should be your own reference. Yeah. So it, it took a lot of time and work, but now that it's done, it's so cool and um, people are really loving it. So I'm really happy. Yeah, I was just reading the testimonials on the page. It does seem like you got a lot of five stars. Everyone loves the book. Yeah. And I love the videos because, I mean, it. I'm not a cook and I'm not a chef. And I was like, except I didn't have all the ingredients. I was like, I'm going to do this. This looks so easy. And um, obviously, you really should pay attention to it. So that's so cool. Well, congratulations on your book. That must be really cool. So the place to get it is Amazon. Yeah, Amazon has it. And yeah, I think um, a lot of the pet cookbooks are either like really complicated, you know, like these crazy 20 ingredient raw food recipes or, you know, ones you find on the internet, which are like really simple, but they don't have any supplements. And I question their suitability for long-term use. Mine are all, you know, formulated with software and have had nutritionists look at them over and um, just want to make sure it's safe because I would never want to tell someone to do something that could cause harm to their pet, especially if they're, you know, long-term so yeah, I put, we put a lot of, um, you know, effort into the safety of it. So. Oh, good, good. And it's called the basic to bougie. Yeah. From basic to bougie. Pet nutrition blueprint. That's a long title. Well, that's cool. Well, like we'll be giving that away. So if you guys are listening and you want a copy of this book, you definitely want to check out our social media. We're going to be doing a giveaway on her book. So let's play the game. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, you got to do a good job or no one's going to buy that book. First question. This is the one that gets everybody. What's the most embarrassing thing you've ever done? Oh, let's see. In life or just as a vet? Anything. One of my first necropsies in vet school. And um, this horse, the cecum exploded all over me. Oh, God. Wait, necropsy i was like i was thinking like okay necropsy so the dog the horse was dead yeah had it been dead for a long time yeah i think so it was it was not fresh okay (laughs) and then the cecum exploded yeah i I went to try to open it and it you know you should supposed to do that carefully but i just kind of went for it and the entire thing exploded all over me all the Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Hold that thought. We've got to go to commercial break and we'll be right back. So stay tuned. (laughs) 
We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. As a veterinarian, making time for your mental health may seem impossible right now. That's why we've partnered with Vet Candy to bring awareness to Zant. With Zant, you can choose from 25 focus areas, from burnout to addiction to everyday struggles, for $0 to access and free first sessions. Thinking there's a catch? No catch. Just actually affordable mental health care. Download Zant in the iOS App Store today. So um, did they call you Dr. Stinky after that or they just? Pretty much. (laughs) That's pretty gross. That is very gross. So cool. Well, you didn't even hesitate on that because a lot of people I talk to, it's really hard for them to answer that question. So that's good. It's going to be, it's probably going to be a really good game today. So next question, what is the weirdest dream that you've ever had? Oh, let's see. I just had a really weird dream last night. It was like I was getting on a plane to try to, to fly somewhere cold, but I didn't pack anything. And so I was panicking about, you know, not having my luggage and like, what was I going to do? And, um, the plane just started flying in circles and it was, it was just one of those weird dreams. Cause I just, I just planned a trip um, for later this year to go skiing in France. And so I, I think I started having the dream cause I'm having travel anxiety already. Oh, so you're in like the beautiful, like the beautiful area and thinking that you're going to have to go somewhere that's not as beautiful. That's funny. So you're working, you got like this travel anxiety. How long is the flight for you? From here, it's probably going to be like a 14 hour flight and then a eight hour flight. It's pretty far. Getting anywhere from Hawaii is takes a minute. So where do you stop at? You go, you don't go through the U.S. You go the other way, right? Or where did um, you go? There, You can go either way because we're basically like halfway across the world from Europe on the opposite side. The route we're probably going to take because we're actually going from New Zealand to France is like the full trip. So we'll be from New Zealand to Chicago to Frankfurt and then to, to France. Okay, cool. Next question. This is this is strange. I mean, they're all strange in, in their own way. If you could go into a time machine and go anywhere at any time, where would you go? And what would you do? Or why? I would go to ancient, I think, Rome or Egypt. Um, I think Rome because I studied Latin. And so I learned a lot about the civilization and like the emperors and stuff just to see what it would be like back then. Um, but then Egypt, obviously, like, I want to know how they built the pyramids because, you, you know, jinx, 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 mental jinx. You know who just said that is Dr. Ivan Zach. He said the same thing. You guys get to, got to get to know each other because out of all like the f- past and the future, you two said the same thing. Going to see the pyramids being built. That's interesting. Some people worked really hard to do that. I don't even know how it's physically possible for humans to build those pyramids. Yeah, but, you know, I always feel like if, if a woman was doing it, she could figure it out. Like, I could, I think I could build them, you know, here with, I mean, because I, I do things without tools, you know. I'll put things like, I put like Ikea furniture together and I never have the right screws or whatever. It may not be perfect, but I get it together. Maybe the women were in charge in, in ancient Egypt. Although I heard something, maybe it was a rumor that they finally figured out how they did it. But I'm not sure. I will have to check into that. 
Yes, yes. Okay, so next question is, what is the most fun childhood memory you have? Uh, I think the first time I rode a horse. That must be like one of a few horses if it was in Hawaii, right? Parker Ranch on the Big Island. So, wow. So, how old were you when you rode a horse? I was 11, and um, I had kind of gotten into like a, a rut in life. I didn't really like the school I was going to, and didn't have like friends that I really liked at the time. And so I had just given up and refused to go to school. Uh, My poor parents, you know, I was at home for probably a month or two without going to school. And um, I think one day I just decided that I wanted to learn to ride horses. And I opened the white pages and called back in the white page days I just called around the stables. There's a stable right near our house. And um, I called and was like, can I set up a lesson? And they were like, sure. And so I basically had the audacity to tell my parents that this is what we were doing. And they were so desperate for me to have any drive to do anything. They were like, sure. And I went and it was, it was like the most fun feeling I've ever had. Just being, being around horses, like their smell, be like, to sit on top you just feel so powerful you know when you're when you're riding a horse so do you do you treat horses now do you make horse food homemade horse food I don't make horse food not yet um although you can I do acupuncture on horses and I have two older horses of my own um but my horse he's um 27 and I've had him since he was four so I got him shortly after I learned to ride Oh, wow. That's great. That's so great. So not only did you have everyone's fantasy childhood living in Hawaii, you also had our childhood of having a horse and living in Hawaii. It's just not fair. I pretty much forced that to happen. But yeah, I was so lucky and so grateful to my parents for, you know, everything that they sacrificed to let me to be able to have those things. Hey, speaking of that, um, how much is hay in, in Hawaii right now? Oh, you don't want to know. A bale of hay, it's like $50. Really? Oh, my God. That's crazy. My horse lives in the pasture, so luckily he's eating for free. Oh, good, good. And you have that beautiful, like, you can have green pastures all year round. So next question is, who is your celebrity crush? Oh, man. Let's see. Probably Paul Walker. He's in, like, the Fast and the Furious, I think. Fast and Furious. That's what I thought. So didn't he, oh, he died, right? He's the guy who died. Yeah, he, he did. And he used to live in Hawaii too. He lived in Hawaii? Oh, oh. So are you a Fast and Furious fan? No, not particularly. I just think he's cute. And my, my fiance looks like him. So natural, natural attraction. <laughs> yeah, I thought I like, I thought I knew his name from the Fast and the Furious. And I think there's like, I think maybe there's seven or eight of those but he's on a lot of other shows yeah that's a good show it's like everyone it comes out like I got you know even though it has the same premise like it doesn't matter right everyone want to watch it so cool yeah okay next question if you could have dinner with anyone who's famous who would you choose from it could be someone from history or whatever I think I'd like to have dinner with the people who started America the founding fathers or something yeah like See what there's actually going on back then. Cause you know, we know all the stories, but like, it's never like how you think 
in the, the books. Like reality is so much different than hearsay many years later. I kind of like the the history of like the American Revolution and I saw that that play Hamilton and it was so cool. Like I didn't know so many of the little details in the history of the story that um, it was just really interesting. That's now I can tell you, you're the only one that's ever said that. But we, you know, we have a podcast show. It is called Obsessed with the Palmers. And on that one time they were talking about the story of the Jersey Devil somehow relates to Ben Franklin. And they were talking about it and they were talking about what a jerk Ben Franklin was. And I was like, no, he couldn't have been. And I looked it up. He was. He was awful. He was like a real bastard. But um, yeah, so you might not have that much fun at dinner, but you, your questions would be answered for sure. So next question, what is your biggest fear? Oh, my biggest fear, well, this is another silly one, but I, I kind of have a phobia of like driving up steep hills. But that's very, like very detailed. So going, going up steep hills? I have bad dreams about that too, actually. So I grew up up at the very top of a mountain and the roads getting up there were kind of crazy. Like we had a stick shift car. And when they would downshift going up the steep hill, like that moment of suspension where you're just like, your stomach flips, that always got me when I was a kid. And now even like when I go on hikes that are really steep, I kind of get a little bit, a little bit scared. (laughs) So you're not, it's not, you're scared of heights. You're just like, like the feeling you're going to flip backwards. Yeah. The backwards or like if you don't have the momentum and then you start to slide back down, like that just it's like a cringe for me let's stop right here keep your thoughts and let's go to a commercial break and we'll be right back we'll be right back with more vet candy hey this is dr julio alonso do you want to keep up with everything Vet Med? Then check out my show on Vet Candy TV. We talk about clinical updates, science news, plus some of the coolest people in our profession. Stream at My Vet Candy 24-7 on YouTube, iTunes, and most other video platforms. Have you you've gone to the top of Diamond Mountain, right? Or Diamond Head? Yeah. So you've been there probably multiple times. Yeah, it's so beautiful up there. It's mostly stairs. So the stairs are, it's okay. It's like when it's a slope. And there's a place, like one time I went, um, I've gone to Hawaii several times. I went to the big island and we went to Lanai and we went someplace at Lanai and you could look over this. It was like the most beautiful place in the world. And there was like this law, like this place that people hike. And I think they, they go camping there. I can't think of what it was called, but it was so beautiful. The whole place is beautiful. Yeah. I haven't been to Lanai yet, actually. You haven't? No. They have a cat sanctuary there, and they've got, like, hundreds of cats. I've been hoping to go over and, and meet them and, you know, offer my services, but it's a lot going on over here. <laughs> Every place I've ever been in Hawaii is beautiful, but Lanai was, like, it blows everybody away. It was so, like, I don't even, we were, I forget who I was with, but we, um, we go to this, there also is a lighthouse there or something, but we go somewhere and we're up at the top of this mountain and you look down in this, like this beautiful jungle, like valley. And then on the left, there's like the, the water. It was just gorgeous. It was so beautiful. 
And I think the beach is called Poo Poo Beach or something. Anyway, next question. What is your favorite food of all time? Let's see. I think sushi is my favorite food. Yeah, but nowadays I eat a lot of what's called vegan sushi where it's made with plants. Because if you're eating sushi all the time, you know, there's a lot of the heavy metals and yeah, mercury and um, in the fish and the only thing I remember from parasitology is like the lung fluke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be awful to have that. Are you like a total vegan or are you just like vegan sushi? I'm not a vegan. Just the just the vegan sushi. But, I, you know, a lot of vegan food is really delicious. Yeah, it is. It is. Especially the ones that look like regular meat, but they're not like this. Like the fake shrimp is so good. Yeah, they do an amazing job. Next question. What is this most spontaneous thing you've ever done? I've tried to become less spontaneous because I have kind of an an impulsive personality. So it's hard to think of something that like comes to mind because I've done a lot of spontaneous things. Like I think just deciding to go on a trip, like on a whim. I've done that a lot where you're just like, let's just go. Let's just book a ticket and go. But you have to sometimes think things through when you have like a a job and pets. Yeah, it's hard to be spontaneous anymore, especially when you're like 10 hours from any other place, right? Yeah, exactly. It's always an expensive trip whenever you live here, even if you're just going to the West Coast. This one's going to be weird because you don't really have much to do with this one, but what is your dream road trip destination? It doesn't have to be in Hawaii because that would be a very short road trip. Where would you like to go on a road trip? Like you could have a luxury RV, bring your boyfriend, and where would you go? Yeah, that sounds amazing. I I mean, there's so many places. I'm planning to go on a van trip in New Zealand later this year. Oh, wow. You're close to New Zealand, though. That's like me going to California, probably. Yeah, I think it's still like a eight-hour or maybe a six-hour flight. Yeah, I mean, New Zealand, everybody knows how gorgeous it is from all the movies and stuff. I think that that'd be like a dream destination. Yeah, that sounds nice. So and then just like go like take your RV and drive around and stuff. That would be so much fun. And I've always wanted to do um, like a motorcycle road trip. And I hear of a lot of people doing that in like Vietnam, that area. So I hope to do that someday, too. Not quite as comfortable as like an RV, but as long as you're not going uphill, right? Because that would be awful. Because you like skin your knees for sure when you fall backwards. Okay, next question: What is the weirdest thing in your closet? I've got lots of fun outfits and costumes. I have like a rainbow tiger onesie. That's pretty fun. <laughs> but yeah, I like to go like to music festivals and stuff. So. I have a lot of um, fun outfits that I've accumulated from those types of adventures. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. Next question is, what are three items on your bucket list? One would be to go on a cruise in Alaska, just so you can be on the water and see all the animals. I think I also want to go to every, like, every country in the world if I can, if that's possible. Um, or at least go around the world traveling before I before I die. And then um, I also want to probably go skydiving. I haven't tried that yet. I'm pretty scared, but I know it'll be amazing as I do it. 
there's several vets that have gone skydiving, which I was surprised because I feel like we're very pragmatic people, but um, and low risk takers. Yeah, but yeah, several several of us have done that. So I, that always surprises me. I couldn't do it because I'm terrified of heights. Like I could go up, I could walk up a mountain or drive up a mountain, sort of. But if I was up there at the top and looked down, I'd like pass out for sure. Next question: What is your biggest regret? I think that it's sometimes it's hard because there's always like a silver lining to things. I wish in some ways that like I had an opportunity to start vet school two years sooner. I always kind of think back. I'm like, I wish I'd started sooner and gotten out sooner, but then I wouldn't have met my friends that I was with in vet school. And um, I ended up getting like a better deal for my tuition because I waited. Can't complain too much about that. Cause I still got to go to vet school and you know, everything, everything worked out, but I missed an opportunity to go on a trip with my best friend to Scotland and meet her grandmother she passed away, unfortunately, but she was the first female vet in Scotland. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. So I'm always like, man, I wish I'd gotten to go and meet her, but um, yeah, her family's Scottish. So they all went, but, you know, I think I was about to start vet school at the time. It, you know, when you're a student, it's hard to do everything. Sometimes you just have to miss out on those opportunities when you're doing <laughs> your whole life revolved around getting into vet school. Was your friend, was she a veterinarian too? Is she a veterinarian also? No, but she's a horsewoman. So she did inherit the the love of animals and caring of animals. Wow. So you said you graduated, it was 2018. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you know Evan Anton? He graduated, I think in 2018. Yeah, I do. Okay. Because I know everyone's vet schools now are huge and nobody knows each other. He's so nice. He is so nice. Are you guys friends? No, he was, I think, a few years ahead of me. Okay. I knew he graduated like in the teens, but I don't remember when. Okay. But he's such a nice guy. We've had him on our show a few times. He actually is a, a writer too. He wrote World Wild Vets about his tr- you know, trips to Africa to save the um, rhinos and other animals and stuff. So you guys are like big writers. You guys should go on a book tour together. Yeah, that'd be so awesome. Yeah, he's kind of like the modern day crocodile hunter almost they kind of have that same like adventurous animal whisperer (laughs) animal tamer type of thing yeah the weird thing is is when I go to the gym there's this equipment I think it's called iFit and he's one of the instructors and and you're like you're on the elliptical and he's taking you through like the savanna or something and he's talking and educating you it's really great yeah, yeah. So he's he's great. He's such a nice guy. I almost met him in person at VMX, but he had just left the minute I knew he was there. He was he was signing his book or something. So, but um, he's really nice. He's really most people from Colorado State are really nice. Yeah, I think it's a it's a happy place. So, did you were you tempted to stay in Colorado or did you want to go back to Hawaii to boring old Hawaii? Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking about moving to the West Coast. But um, ended up wanting to come home. Well, I'm telling you, you made the right choice. The definitely the right choice. Okay, and next question is, what's your biggest guilty pleasure? I know you're really healthy and you're doing, you know, you're making your healthy pet food and stuff. But come on, I know you got a guilty pleasure. What is it? I think like sleeping in because I'm I'm always like an early bird. I get up at like five or six, but 
on those days when I get to sleep in, I, I do feel a little guilty because I like to be productive, but sometimes it's just so good to stay in bed and as late as possible. Yeah, Hawaii is the only place where I was a morning person because five or six is like 11 o'clock my time, which is like, I could easily be a morning person in Hawaii for sure. Yeah, you just can't get it, just stay on East Coast time and you could be a, a morning person too. Okay, and now for your last question, you made it through 21 questions. Your question is, if you were a superhero, what would your superpower be? Oh, that's easy. I would want to be able to talk to animals. Oh, awesome. You know, not a lot of vets say that, but that's true. That should be like, everyone should mandatory say that, I think. Yeah, I think everyone know, like feels that as a vet, but um, I've always wanted that ability since I was a kid. I tell, I lie to my kids and tell them I can speak to animals and, and I even tell them what they're saying and stuff. And they're like, you can't. And I'm like, yeah, I can. And I'll make up, like, I'll make up like a voice and say what they said and stuff. And I mean, one of these days they'll figure out I'm just making it up. But, you know, I mean, you can sort of tell what they want. You know, my cat always wants someone to feed her. You know, the dog wants to be petted or something like an extra treat. Most of it has to do with food. Like most of the words that come out of their mouth is about feeding them. But I make it up. I always say, they told me you did such and such, you know? And they're like, how do you know? And I'm like, because they told me. Because they speak to me. Yeah, they're watching. They're watching. Do you have any kids? I don't have kids. I have fur babies. Fur babies. Okay. Okay. Well, when you have kids, you can lie to them too and tell them about how you can talk to animals. Yeah. And then you can write a baby food book, right? Yeah. Yeah, if you can make food for your kids, your fur kids, you can make food for your real kids, too. That's what I don't understand is, like, people will cook for their children, but then they don't want to cook for their pets. And I'm like, it's the same thing. It's just, you know, certain recipes. It's, it's not really any more work. It's probably easier than cooking for your kids because no matter what you make, they're going to complain about it. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> okay, hold it right there. Let's take a break and go to our sponsor and we'll come right back and finish this conversation. We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. Hello, this is Caitlin Palmer. You probably know me as the desk wench. You know, the sweet TikTok receptionist who has to deal with the evil Karen Stevens. Well, if you like that, you are going to love my new podcast, Desk Wench Confessions. On my show, I have funny guests who tell me about their own Karens. Plus, we have contests, giveaways, and skits. Trust me, you are going to love it. Check it out on a podcast platform of your choice on Vet Candy Radio. So now we were talking about your book. If anybody is interested in getting her book, it's on Amazon and anywhere else. Is it like in Barnes and Nobles or? Nope, just Amazon at this time. Okay. Okay, cool. And it's called Basic to Bougie. So does that mean like you have simple recipes and then you have more complicated ones? No, it's my like um, sassy way of being like, you're going to upgrade your pet's diet from basic to bougie. So, Oh, basic to bougie. Oh yeah. Like, you know, the good thing about kibble and canned food is that it's very convenient. It's easy, which a lot of people need. 
But um, it's like going to McDonald's, you know, like it's it's quick, it's fast food. Um, it's, not always, it's not always the healthiest. Yeah, exactly. So some processed food is fine, but if that's all you eat, it's not the best, you know, it's not the most interesting in terms of enrichment too. So the book has like three phases where if someone wants to go through, then they can do like 30 days of upgrading to maybe a better commercial food. And I give suggestions. Maybe that's as far as they want to go. Then if they want to add in um, like human food toppers, then I say what's what's okay and what's not okay and how to introduce that. If you want to go from the next phase up to the bougie diet, then that's home cooking. Then you get into the cookbook and um, the, a lot of the book is just suggestions or recommendations for how to do it, practical tips, because you know anyone can look at a cookbook, but if it's not practical, then you're probably not going to do it or stick with it. I just hope that people are um, empowered to make some lasting changes that it'll help them and their pets. And, you know, and I, and I can tell you, it's probably, I mean, just like people, I bet you could even feed your pets cheaper than buying commercial foods, right? Not only is it healthier, but you might be able to do it a little cheaper because pet food is ridiculous. The price of, we get all our stuff at Tractor Supply. I'm like the worst veterinarian, right? Like even like their crappy brand, it's like their old Roy version. It's called Retriever. And it is like, it's super expensive. It's all expensive. And yeah, like if you have a big, a big dog or like multiple big dogs and my hat's off to the, the people with all the big dogs. Yeah, I think we're stuck. But my cat, like we have a cat and she eats, her food is ridiculous too, but she's got like really soft fur. Like if I could, when she passes away, I'm going to make gloves out of her fur. It's so soft. It's just like, I could sell these. It looks like mink. I don't know. I think she's, cause she's eating some kind of salmon, salmon. Yeah, my cat, he's like that too. He feels like a, like a rabbit almost. Yeah, she's so soft. And even the, we went to the vet to get her blood checked because she's epileptic. And they even said that, oh my God, she's so soft. Everyone wants to make gloves out of her. It's so funny. She's also got a little bit of a weight problem because she's diet, she's um epileptic. So she's on phenobarbital. So she's zonked out of her brains most of the time. And then it's easy for her to get heavier. And when she gets too heavy, she starts breaking through and having seizures. So... So maybe we're, I mean, I'm going to try, I'm going to go back to your book and I'm going to try that thing again. And this time I'm going to use exactly what you say at the amount. <laughs> I'm not going to just, I was just like throwing stuff in and like, maybe this, maybe that. Do you have sam? you have salmon kind of cat food or something like a salmon? Yep. There, there's a couple of seafood recipes. Okay. Cause I think that's why her fur is so nice is cause um, I had gotten her this salmon <laughs> food from tractor supply but she gets like the real expensive one too and it's ridiculously expensive i think the big thing too it's like you just wonder what the sourcing is and it's so hard to find out where they get it from and like you know everybody knows that farm salmon isn't always the best there's a lot of like you said the heavy metals that can accumulate so i always worry about giving cats a fish diet all the time just to rotate through different proteins if they can tolerate it and don't have like some crazy allergies. Yeah. You know what? That's true. I'm probably killing her with mercury because she's just been eating because her fur is so soft. But in terms of just like using common sense to like avoid a potential issue. Yeah, that's true. Isn't it scary that we have to worry about the, how many fish we eat now? You know, it's just so awful. It's just going to become a, a bigger problem. So we need to just stop fishing so much and, you know, go with more sustainable solutions. Like, yeah, there's no perfect answer. There's no perfect solution. 
Mommy had to find some vegan salmon that helps make her fur really soft because we have very cold winters. So it's nice to snuggle with her and her little soft fur. It's so nice. It's like a little heated blanket. <laughs> like faux, like a mink blanket. Yeah, especially when she's getting heavier. She spreads out farther, but... Like a weighted blanket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's been so much fun talking to you today. I had such a great time. So, you know, you got to get out. You got to get her book, Basic to Bougie. And you can learn how to cook for your pet like we are. And this is a great... This is this is great for clients too. So something you need to have in your vet clinic. This would be great for the lobby, right? So, so audience, thank you for listening. And um, next week we have on our show Thamaris Nunez, who is a I think she's a Purdue vet student. Yep, she's a Purdue vet student, and she'll be on the show next week. So thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Vet Candy. Vet Candy. Vet Candy. It's Vet Candy Radio.